0: Happiness? Hope? As a Packers fan in 2022? Grassy posse, Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to pack Packers time, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It just feels nice to win one. Grassi, and today we are going to be not only breaking down the Green Bay Packers win over the Dallas Cowboys of 38-21 to in overtime, but we're also going to kind of take a more macro view and look a little bit ahead. Don't want to talk about playoffs just yet, but we'll take a little bit of a look ahead after the Packers ending their five-game losing streak and kind of see where they stand. Is there room for optimism? Do we dare have the audacity of hope? Call me Obama. All of these things and more we hope to answer in today's episode. So let's start off with the game yesterday. I apologize for not getting this out directly after the game. I streamed the Sunday Night Barn Burner, and uh, I was absolutely exhausted after streaming three games. And so I also wanted to take a day and kind of really analyze how I felt because the adrenaline... And happiness was at an all time high because as Packer fans, it's been over a month since we've had our last win. I know Lions fans and Browns fans and Bengals fans from the past, I don't know, ever are looking at me going, oh, a month of losing. That sounds tough. But come on, we're not used to it. Aaron Rodgers, 14 for 2,224 yards, three touchdowns, was sacked twice, but zero interceptions. The big number that stands out here is not just the lack of interceptions, but instead, Aaron Rodgers only had 20 attempts. And guess what? The Packers beat one of the better defenses in football. Now, of course, the Cowboys' run defense is not that great, but... As a Packer fan who has existed all of this season, I had no hope that the Packers were actually going to utilize Aaron Jones and the run game because last week you look at the Lions who had the worst defense up to that point in the league. And guess what? We still didn't run the ball very well but we did yesterday. Aaron Jones, 24 carries, 138 yards and a touchdown, averaged 5.8 yards per carry. A.J. Dillon, 13 for 65, was averaging five yards a carry. That's a total of 203 rushing yards between the two of them. And as we saw with the Bills game, except now we got a win, this is how the Green Bay Packers can be successful this season. The Packers have been trying to take a square peg and shove it into a round hole, and it hasn't worked. They've been trying to run an offense that has worked with players in the past. But we have different players now. We don't have a Devontae Adams. We don't have an MVS. And instead, we have the team that's in front of us. And yesterday, it all came together and resulted in a win against a good football team. And that, of course, leads me to the star of the show. And that is Christian Watson. Four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns. Christian Watson, um, has gone through his ups and downs his rookie year. Of course, the first play of the season, Christian Watson drops what would have been a 75-yard touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. He's been battling through injuries throughout the season. And starting this game, he had two big drops. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers came up to him and said, listen, the ball is still going to come your way. And boy, oh, boy did it. What you saw yesterday was what Packers fans have been hoping Christian Watson was when we traded up for him to get him in the second round from the 2022 NFL draft. And he met all expectations. The quickness of the routes, the athletic ability. Hell, this guy's doing backflips and full pads in the end zone. I am so incredibly happy for Christian Watson. I don't know if it's going to be every single week you're going to see this kind of performance because Romeo Dobbs being out definitely helps because Christian Watson's going to get more targets. On top of that, Randall Cobb being out. But all of that being said, a great day for the young rookie and Sure as hell made his mark on this game. Sammy Watkins, 3 for 47, had a clutch catch. Back shoulder grab, an amazing throw by Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Alan Lazard, 3 for 45. Nothing too fancy here, except, of course, Christian Watson going off. It was utilizing the ground game for the majority of the first half. The Packers controlled the time of possession. It wasn't until the second half, mostly the third quarter, that things started to get away from them, but they battled back. And the Packers right now, oh boy, they've been punched in the mouth. Major injuries. Eric Stokes, gone for the year. Rashawn Gary, gone for the year. Devondre Campbell, missing in this game. We already talked about no Romeo Dobbs and no Randall Cobb. So the Packers, they're a beat-up football team right now. And there was a lot of cause for concern seeing the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy coming in, who have had a nice season, coming off a bye. And the Packers, for the most part, did their job really well. One of the standouts on defense, Rudy Ford came out of nowhere and had two interceptions in the first half of Dak Prescott had a great game I will say the pass rush really wasn't so great against Dak Prescott but this has been a problem all season long and while the defense did allow a touchdown right before halftime to tie the game and of course in the third quarter allowed 14 points for the most part I'm happy with them they shut out the Cowboys in the fourth quarter and in overtime And it was enough to get the win. Prescott, 27 for 46, 265 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Pollard uh, ran all over us. And I'm a little confused as to why the Cowboys didn't continue to run the ball because they were having a ton of success. But I'm not going to question it. Pollard, 22 for 115 yards, one touchdown. Malik Davis was running strong as well. Both of these combined had 153 yards. CeeDee Lamb had himself a day, 11 receptions for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz, six for 54 and a touchdown as well. And looking at that third quarter, when the Dallas Cowboys went up by two scores, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, well... That's going to be tough because it seemed that even when the Lions were up eight points last week, I was like, oh, this is going to be tough to come back from because the offense had been so stagnant, but they stuck with their game plan. The defense held when it needed to, and the Packers were able to take it into overtime and they could have won before that. Some very questionable play calling, not only just from Mike McCarthy and what he did with the Cowboys, but some questionable play calling that last drive before the end of regulation had a chance to win the game, but they burned a lot of clock and just called some weird plays. So that was a bit confusing but the Packers actually wound up breaking a record because the Cowboys were 195 and zero when they led by 14 plus points. And now they're 195 and one. So now that the Green Bay Packers have gotten the win for the first time in over a month, where are they now? Well, the Packers are now four and six and they only have seven games left because they have a bye week that is coming up. And these next couple games are really going to determine how good are the Packers. Have they learned from their mistakes? I thought they did after Buffalo, but then they put on the game that they did in Detroit. Matt LaFleur apparently sleeping on the couch in the office last night because the next game for the Packers is this Thursday against the Titans. And their schedule is no walk in the park. They're taking on the Titans. Then the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, who as of right now are undefeated. The Bears, who their offense is looking much better, even though they did just lose to the Lions. The Rams should be able to win. The the Dolphins on Christmas who are looking amazing. And then you end it with the Vikings and the lions, which are going to be tough games. The Vikings, unfortunately, are looking like a very good football team. So with a record right now of four and six, could the Packers theoretically make the playoffs? Well, it's going to be tough because right now the Packers are ranked ninth in the NFC. The top seven teams are going to get playoff spots. At number one, you have the Eagles. Two, you have the Vikings. Three, the Seahawks. Four, the Buccaneers. Follow that, you have the Giants, who we've lost to, the Cowboys, who we just beat, and then the 49ers, and then the Commanders, the Commanders we also lost to as well. So of course, the most important thing is the Packers need to take care of business and they need to actually show up to these games. I honestly think they have one or two losses left in them. And after that, they are not going to have a shot to make the playoffs. So that means they're going to have to beat teams like the Titans, like the Eagles, like the Dolphins and the Vikings. They're going to have to at least split with those four teams. But there's definitely some optimism and excitement here. And while it definitely is a shame that we still lost guys like Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes, Guys stepped up, and the bigger thing is is you really saw the potential of what the Green Bay Packers could be. Aaron Rodgers, after the game, said, we ain't dead yet, and that is very true. They have a very tall mountain to climb to get in playoff contention, and right now, we can't even really think of that. The Vikings are likely to win this division, especially after their big win over the Buffalo Bills, and barring an absolute collapse, They're probably going to win this division by the end of the month, if not early December. So that's probably out of the realm of possibilities, but the Packers could potentially make a wild card. I am giving myself that little bit of optimism because this is what the Packers could be. They beat a solid team coming off a bye, and they were injured. Let's see if they could do that on a short week against the Tennessee Titans, and then... Let's see if we can take down the Eagles. Before we get out of here, I want to do a big shout out and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First, on the Patreon side of things, we have Mister Doctor Professor, we have Charles and Roseville, we have Maximum Hats and Wesley Neuter. A big shout out and thank you to you all. And all on the YouTube member side of things, join the Grassy Posse Plus. We have Robert Killingsworth, we have Elf Dog One Hundred, Lord Taco, Stephen Bowman, we have Rob Bubbles, we have Hunter. Chugs. We have Brent Augie. We have Cerise Noir. We have Ryan Smith. Sketch Seed. Nick Schaefer. The Ghost Hunter Gal. Absolutely disinterested. Joey Kaimi. We have Jackie Wyatt. Tarek Hero. Zonk Goat. And Austin Ruff. A big shout out and thank you to you all. But folks, let me know what you think down in the comments below. Am I getting a little ahead of myself for even mentioning the word playoffs? Or maybe this is the turning point of the season. Let me know. You guys saw me at com or tomgrosscomedy. All social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons for Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always, Go Pat Go.